Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Journey from Dude to Dad. I'm Kyle Mickle, and my dad is the host. His name is Mike, and he is far from being a dude. He's been a dad for 21 years. He has me to thank for that. He's joined by his friend Kevin Walker, who is also pretty far removed from dudeness. After all, he's so old, he went to college with my mom. Anyway, they definitely know about dad stuff, and they will have plenty of dudes joining them. So let's get started. It's another episode of The Journey from Dude to Dad. He's Mike Mickle. I'm Kevin Walker. This kind of feels... A little bit like it's the first time we've done this because it's been, I don't even know how many weeks it's been since we've recorded. I really felt like we broke up. <laughs> we've been seeing other people. Exactly. <laughs> Mostly our wives. I needed some space, Kev. <laughs> I, was, I guess I never really looked at it that way, but that is, I guess you could say that, yes. Oh, that's well, it funny. It is good to be back. Both of us talking about what we love the most, and that's being a dad. So it's cool to finally have the microphone back in hand and have the conversation underway again. Well, it's amazing how much work and how much time we were pretty steady the first six or seven episodes we were pretty good about every week every 10 days and it is this the the fall late summer and fall has been absurdly busy for both of us both professionally and personally and it's harder and harder to get together and harder and harder to find a half an hour and we just this week we were like we have to just sit down and we don't have a guest probably be our first episode we haven't had a guest we just need to get down sit down and talk about some things otherwise we're never going to get to it it's amazing how and this of course is that time of year where it's busy and all that but yeah and life gets in the way you know and i think that that's happened for both of us i mean i don't mind sharing that uh about three months ago i went to the doctors uh to my doctor's appointment uh, for my yearly physical and i did not get good news and um this doctor who's been my friend for more than 20 years finally said um, you changing your lifestyle and getting healthier is not a suggestion. It's a mandate at this point. You have to do something. Uh, you're under way too much stress and you're not taking care of yourself and it's time to make some changes. And so I've spent the past three months working on me and my health. And um, you, know. you have to do that, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you have always I mean, we both have tried to be active and you you walk and you do other stuff and we try to go to the gym. And it's not like we were completely sedentary. A lot of it is just stress at work and just an overwhelming amount being an entrepreneur owning businesses and having a family and also having a full-time job it no matter how great all of that is and no matter how much you love it it does come with a certain amount of stress oh absolutely and and i'm a stress eater so that doesn't help (laughs) true i want to say that that's in the past that i was a stress eater because over the past three months i've really tried to to not let that happen But, you know, it's amazing when you take just a little bit of time for yourself, uh, how that can change your attitude and, you know, in essence, change your health. And that's what it's done for me. Was that when you were there that day and you talked to the doctor, was it like, uh, did you see that coming or was it like, I'm I'm hoping everything is fine, but he's probably going to tell me my blood pressure is too high or I'm stressed out or or was it like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Really? I got to. It was, this sounds so melodramatic and I don't want it to be, I guess I would say it was worse than I thought it was going to be. I Mm. knew that I had gained a considerable amount of weight, but you know, when you spend the majority of your life sitting behind a computer, uh, and that's what I do, Mm -hmm. um, and you don't get proper exercise and you're not watching what you eat, that happens. Uh, I come from a family where there's a history of heart disease and diabetes. That's not a winning combination. And so I knew that I had some risk factors anyway. And, you know, bottom line is uh, he told me some things that I needed to hear. Uh, they weren't exactly easy to hear. But, you know, three and a half months later, I'm down 31 pounds. I feel much better. Certainly not done with losing weight. 
and I am taking that time for me to get out and get some exercise, and I'm amazed at, I feel like it makes me a better dad, a better husband, a better business owner, a better boss, uh, just by taking that little bit of time. Do you find that now it's become a little bit easier to have it be part of your daily routine? It's, at first, it's like, oh, I got to work out. I got to do this. When I, I was in the same, I lost about 30 pounds over maybe eight or nine years where it was like I'd, I'd lose 15 or 20 and then I managed to just lose a few more here and there. But for me, it really became a habit. It was just like, if I don't go run now, I'm going to miss it. If I don't go to the gym. So, I mean, I didn't go lose 60 pounds and I'm not super buff, but my doctor will tell me that I'm way, way healthier just by losing 25 or 30 pounds at 50 years old, simply because I just you don't need to lose 50. But if you can lose 25 or 30, I mean, you had said already that you feel better. But is, did it become a habit quickly or is it still a struggle to go do that? It was no, it's not a struggle anymore. In fact, I miss it if I don't. I think there have been six days since I got the diagnosis and got the wake up call that I have not logged at least five miles. And on the weekends, I'll try to do seven or eight if I can. Um, and now if I, I'm wearing my Fitbit right now, and uh, as I walk through the doors today, I already had more than 10,000 steps. And I'm like, okay, that's close to five miles right there. I've just got a few hundred more to go. Um, but it, um, now it, Karen calls it an obsession. It kind of becomes, but it, I mean, there are worse obsessions to oh, have. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as you say that, my iWatch says I have 7,909 steps today. So I'm already like, oh, because I'm the same way. I watch it all day and I'm like, I'm not my in the last year and a half. My calorie goal burn for the day is up to 850 a day where it used to be like 650. And I've lost another seven or eight pounds just by like. So I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, I'm only at 571 for the day. Should I go to the gym or should I stay home and watch TV with the kids? I'll probably stay and then I'll go out and run at 10 o'clock at night. But even to get that extra 100 calories here and there, that adds up over time. If you do 100 here, you don't have to do 800 at a time at the gym. Doing something consistently seems to be kind of the key. It's been a certainly been a learning process for me. The getting out, the going walking and the getting the exercise that hasn't been as difficult as it has been kind of retraining my brain Mm -hmm. and the. You know, I, I don't necessarily have to have three meals a day. If I'm not hungry, sure, yeah. I'm not going to put food in my mouth. And that's been a big change for me. And so it's been a big change for my family. They can't understand how I can not have dinner at night. Sure. But if I'm not hungry, I'm not having dinner. If I'm starving, then I'm going to sit down and have something. But well, That makes yeah. sense. It's been a change, but one for the better, for sure. And it's one of those things where... For me, one of the things I noticed that after I lost a bunch of weight and started to get healthier, then I find that there are still times that I will have that fifth piece of pizza, but those are the days that the next day I go to the gym for an extra 20 minutes. Right. So I've offset it a little bit. I, I, it's not like I'm, I don't eat green vegetables all day, but I certainly eat a lot more salad than I ever used to. I do too, but I don't, uh, I don't deny myself some of mm-hmm. my greatest pleasures. You know, if I, if I want a piece of cake, I'm going to have a piece of cake. Yeah. But to your point, then I'm probably going to go an extra mile or so uh, when I'm out just to kind of balance that. It's kind of like that modification where you're like, all right, I will trade this for that, knowing that I could probably, you know, I could I could not walk later or I could not live. We have some free weights at the house. The problem now is like now that it's getting colder, I, I really have no desire to go to the gym. 
I mean, I really don't want to. I know I need to, but I don't want to. So then I might, yeah, I got some free weights in the house or I've got this or I've got that. And eh, I mean, maybe should I go take a walk? It's just, we're not, I mean, raking leaves is, is enough exercise, but at the same time, I'm like, there's no joy in that either. I mean, I, I hate that, but it's a necessary evil because my neighbor has the world's largest oak tree seven feet from my property, and all of her leaves fall in my front yard. That's a battle you're never going to win uh, this time of year. Well, no, you rake them up. Like, like <laughs> in the last couple of days, I raked a bunch up, realized I didn't have any more bags and haven't gone to Hy-Vee to get more bags or to Walmart or wherever. And so I come home from work today and i'm like oh all of that work I, they're just blown all over yep. my yard again that was a complete waste of time other than i burned a few calories exactly Ugh. exactly we don't have a lot of large trees in our neighborhood it's i call it still a relatively new neighborhood although yeah. it's been around the trees are small yeah, enough that you're not yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 years oh no, no this like one's got to be 100 years old 14. and it's like four times the size of the house and i'm like okay that's fine yeah. and it taunts you it does. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, I think it's an oak tree. I don't know for sure, but I do know that it will not lose all of its leaves until January when it's too cold to worry about it. So then I'm going to do those in the spring because yeah. I'm not getting out. And I'm telling you, I'm not getting out in my yard when it's eight degrees outside. You're going to be covered in snow anyway. Nobody's going to exactly. see them. Exactly. You won't see them. No, that's true. Or they're so, it's so cold, they're stuck to the ground. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the really hard things in life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know what you're saying, though, about going to the gym. And I, you know... As ridiculous as it sounds, I was still getting out that day that we had single-digit temperatures and below zero wind chills. I got out. Now, I didn't spend as much time out. Yeah. You know, I would would go a certain route. I'd come back in. I'd warm up. An hour or two later, I'd go back out again. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, okay, this is ridiculously cold. Nearly as long when it's – I have a route around our our neighborhood Mm -hmm. that goes up. To like where the Papa Murphy's is, you know, close to Caddy's and and the car wash and Hy-Vee. And I, I mean, I can go around, but it's like I also when it's super cold. Wow. I I only venture up about four or five houses one way and then go back. I just I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll wrap up. And then I'm like, nope, it's too cold. My wife always is like when I come back super early, she's like too cold, huh? I'm like, what are you talking about? You are you haven't moved out that couch all exactly. night. Exactly. Come on. You're still in your flannel jammies. <laughs> Don't talk trash to me. Yeah, she does. But I do the same thing. I keep it close because I, you know, I'm convinced that I'm going to collapse in the cold and I'm going to die. <laughs> if, I, if I get too far away from home, I need somebody to be able to find me. Please, someone in the neighborhood. Well, at least in your neighborhood, there are some, there are some fairly bright uh, streetlights. So people yeah, would, someone helps. would find you. That helps. I always have the phone. So, so. Okay, in like in an all seriousness level, then you've got three children, you've got a wife. When you when you got that diagnosis, did you? Th- I mean, was it like I just got to get myself healthy, or did you? Was there any of this like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not going to be around for that if I don't get myself together? Uh, the yes, um, because my dad died of heart disease when I was 21, mm-hmm. and so I come home from this doctor's appointment and I'm looking at Kyle. And Kyle's 21, and I'm thinking, I, I don't, I know what that did to me. Mm-hmm. I can't do that to him. And I was the youngest in my family. Kyle's the oldest. Yeah. I, you know, I've got two kids that are younger than him. And it really wasn't, you know, it's not a, at my age, it's certainly not a vanity thing. It, it really was based on, I owe this to them. Sure. I, I need to stick around. I, 
you know, I my oldest is graduating from college in four weeks. Wow. Four weeks from tomorrow. That's, he's that graduating. just is amazing to me. And my oldest is a freshman in college and it, she's halfway through her first year already. We're registering for, for spring classes. Yep. And I've got the, you know, the financial aid office saying, you're going to need another loan for next semester. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm like, what? Hello? It's just time goes so fast. But you're, I think of that. Too. And I thought about that. Like when I really, when I got remarried, Almost 10 years ago, I got, I got kind of committed to losing some weight, but I didn't get real serious about it till we had been married a couple of years. And again, now I'm like, the funny thing for me is once my doctor said, wow, you're, you know, your numbers are good. You're like the healthiest 48 year old I've ever seen, you know, whatever. I mean, look, that's great. That's been a couple of years. And just losing that weight, I'm amazed. My blood pressure went down. My cholesterol went down. I didn't have as much aches and pains. Now I'm like, I'd like to live to 100. I know. I'm thinking I want to live as long as, I mean, I don't want to, because I used to I used to think about or worry about, hmm, well, I, I don't want to be alive at 87 if my life is miserable. Now I'm like, I want to live forever. I want to live as long as possible. Watch, because at 50, I have a five-year-old. So I think, well, how old will I be when she's this or that? And I'm like, you know what? I And I look at people, some of them rock stars, musical people that I like, Sammy Hagar, one of them, the guy's 72 years old and he's out playing and there's other artists and country artists. I'm like, you know what? Yep. When we were, when we were, when our parents, like when my dad was my age, I thought he was like, like he's about ready to retire. Well, no, he's not. He's 50 years old. But I thought that and I think, how long is he going to live? Now he's 75 and he's super healthy. I'm like, you know what? I can have a super great quality of life at 70 if I'm healthy. It won't be like 70, like I'm a grandparent. I could be super active. I, it's just amazing how like I want to continue to, to stay healthy just so I can be as alive as long as possible. I'm thinking I may have to be 100 to see my grandchildren grow up. Because I started well, so yeah. late. Yeah, well, uh, I, so. trust me, I know that. I know that feeling. I mean, even Caitlin is only nineteen. I don't think I, I, I was 30, 32 when she was born. And then I'm like, okay. And with Camden, I mean, she's five and a half now, but it, it's crazy how fast that goes. But I'm like, it's still going to be quite a while before she graduates from high school. I'm, you know. I'm going to be a little bit older when that happens. So I, again, I, there's just, we're a year and a half away, brother. No, nesting. Well, yeah, year you're, and and you're done. Away. Yeah. You're going to have to get like just a small cottage and you're going to move somewhere like on the beach. And yeah, yeah. I mean, your house is way too big for That's just you and Karen. Yeah, yeah. You and Karen, there's just way, that house is way too big for the two of you. Uh huh. Yeah. We'll just close off some rooms, <laughs> you know, but it's funny that you say that too. Cause when we were talking about retirement at some point, we were saying, Oh, Let's let's visit as many different towns in Florida as we can mm-hmm. so we can decide where we want to retire. Well, now, as that is getting closer, anyway, yeah. we're looking at it and saying, we have no idea where our three kids are going to end up. So do we want to just go for a couple of weeks at a time to different locations? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a real good issue. Keep that, This is home base. So for yeah. holidays and stuff, they can always come back if they want. You know, just the things that you have to think about as it really starts to become a reality. I mean, where we're at is relatively centrally located. And if you're listening to this and you have no idea where the Quad Cities are at, we're basically three hours from Chicago, three hours from Des Moines, right on the Mississippi River. We are kind of centrally located. If your kid wants to live in Arizona or wants to live in Florida, you could be a lot farther away than here. So it is kind of a nice geographic area. Um, And it's funny that you say that because Kyle had a 
a phone interview with the Atlanta Braves this past week. And I'm thinking, sweet, there's a nonstop flight. I'll yep, be there, there every go. two months. That is one of the uh, few cities you yeah. can fly nonstop <laughs> exactly. to from Moline. That's true. Exactly. Well, and the other one that he's spoken with is Tampa Bay. And mm. Tampa, there's... Yeah, that's a, that'd be a really terrible place to too. visit any time of the year. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't, well, you know, their climate is so similar to what we're having. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Whatever. Yeah, it, it is... I mean, again, being healthy and, and, and being around for your kids and... I, I don't know. It's like, again, it's just like, I, not like I didn't care about it when I was 32, but it, but friends that I had that were consumed about health at 32, I'm like, eh, now I get it. And you're way ahead of where I was at. And now you're probably fitter than I am. But it's like, you know what? It's a, like it's like the guy who quits smoking. Your lungs eventually like will come back. I luckily have never done that. Never been a smoker. But it's like, I think, all right, am I, I'm setting myself up for a fairly decent, you know, because here's the other thing, as an entrepreneur and, and, and working in media, I'm like, I'm going to have to work forever. I don't have a nest egg as much as I would like. Yeah. You know, I love working in radio and I love running my own business, but there are many, many years where I'm like, wait a minute, the payoff is just the thrill of doing the job. It's not that I'm getting rich. So I, part of it for me is like, I need to be healthy so I can work until I'm 70 because I got to provide for college and pay off a mortgage and, you know, make sure that my business is financially solvent. I, I mean, that isn't the great part of it, but I'm like, oh, well, I, I guess I do need to keep working to be, you know, and, and you're in the same boat. You own multiple businesses. You have full-time job. I mean, at some point you're like retirement. Yeah, I could do that. But when is an, when is enough enough, I guess, you know? Well, it was even it was kind of interesting when I had gone to the doctor and he had said you got to change some things. You know, the first thing we started saying is, okay, what are you going to give up? And, yeah. Um, the thing is, I'm not doing anything that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being a news director. I love the young reporters that are like my own kids, and that I'm able to kind of help guide and uh, and work with them. And they're just good people. Um, I love the magazine. I love QC Family Focus and what it stands for, and I love publishing that every month. I love Mickle Communications and the videos that we produce and the documentaries, the stories that I get to tell. You know, we're working on another one right now, and I just I sit back. We let some of them sit there for six months, a year, two years, and then we come back to it and start to build that documentary. And then I just sit there and I just listen to the power of the interview and that has nothing to do with me it's just that i've been fortunate enough to be able to interview some people whose stories are just so compelling that it's almost hard to believe well and isn't that part of loving what you do i mean i've worked in radio off and on for years and i've been out of it for several years in the last couple months another reason why we haven't been able to get together to do a podcast is i have a company that owns six radio stations, four in North Carolina and a couple in Muscatine, Iowa, who hired me kind of like as a consultant to oversee, to fix some things. And then it became, wait a minute, you know what you're doing. Can you just run this for us? Great. But I've got a couple businesses and I've got this podcast and other stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute now, granted, it's nice to make a significantly higher paycheck, but I don't have the time or the effort or the or the energy to to do this. I'm not 25 anymore, so I cannot work 70 hours a week and still see my family and rake my leaves and go Christmas shopping and, and record podcasts. And it's just like, wait a minute, I love what I'm doing. But even then you're like, where does it all fit together? How does it, how does the work? How does the personal, how does the health, how does the family? 
uh, it's, I mean, it's a great problem to have, but at the same time, at the end of the day, it's like, wait a minute, I got to get up and do this all over again tomorrow. I know. Oh my gosh. I fall into bed some night still and then think, huh, five hours. (laughs) It starts over again. Five hours. Um, but the one thing that I guess I have learned, um, through all of this is that, you know, I, I want to put my kids first and my wife and then my full-time job and my businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say, I'm going to, I'm going to take an hour a day or a little over and I'm going to devote that to me and my health because I have to, you know? And, and I think I'm the same way. I am a little, for someone who works in media, I can be kind of a loner. I, I sometimes absolutely love being by myself. I'm used to it. I think part of that is when I got divorced, I spent a lot of time by myself because right. as a single dad, you see your, when you have your kid, you have your kid and the rest of the time you work and you go home to an empty house and you're like, oh, this is great. So I got used to doing that and I kind of liked it. I mean, I didn't like it, but it was like I got used to it. So it didn't bother me to be alone. Let's turn the history channel on. Let's listen to some music. Let's do right. this. Let's read. Let's do, let's go out. Let's whatever. Now there are days and I know you can relate because we've talked about it where I feel I sound like a like my wife. She's like, I need some me time. I'm like, no, I don't go get a Manny Petty. I just want to go and <laughs> exactly. go for a run and listen to a podcast or just watch mindless football or, or a history channel. I do kind of like spending time by myself sometimes. You know, I have found that it is really just relaxing mm-hmm. to fall asleep at night watching live PD. <laughs> That's it for me. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't have to think about it. I mean, how doing live, all the work. really, how live is that show? I, I, is that, I, mean, I, think, is that, I think there's a lot of it live. I mean, it's, it's not all live. It's, it's just like when they go, live-ish. The, they go to the studio panel and they always have like a guest sheriff or something on. And he's always, I mean, it's just like, really? It's, I, are criminals do not really ruin that, this for I mean, me. are do criminals, not. I mean, they're really that dumb? It's just amazing to me how dumb some criminals are. I think this conversation is going to have to end. <laughs> But you know, and I've had, and it's been nice, uh, and this sounds, again, going back to, I love what you say about it's okay to say, I just want to go do something for me. Um, I have friends that have said, hey, if you want somebody to walk with you, if you want somebody to exercise with you, let me know. I'll go with you. And they're, it's heartfelt. They mean well. They're wanting to support me. Mike's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just, you know. (laughs) I'm I'm glad to see that I'm not the only one that feels that because sometimes I feel like I'm a jerk and I'm like no well, well I mean I mean given that's true I and I get that but I'm like I just sometimes I'm like no I think I'm good I'm just yeah. gonna work out by myself today or I'm gonna whatever I mean it's not like I'm saying I'm gonna go to the bar by myself it's just right. it, there is something about and I don't know if it's because I'm reflective more about life like I find on a fall night uh, well like the three days of fall we actually had. It's like I find like I'll go out and there's a full moon or there's a, a, a star full of skies. I know I sound still like esoteric. I is it just maybe I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. Um, something like that. Sometimes those simple things to me are just the most. I mean, like I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. I just can just, I can just like get lost in the moment of just kind of taking care of myself just for 10 minutes. Like I'm just going to go walk and I'm going to watch the moon and like right around July when all of the NASA 50 year anniversary stuff about, mm-hmm. I used to walk around at night being like, I cannot believe that, you know, 12 people over the course of five years landed on the moon. It's just little things that make my life simpler. I'm like, if I could just slow down for a minute and just appreciate something completely that's maybe not that big a deal. But to me, it just like calms my heartbeat a little bit. I'll say that my creativity kicks in. Mm-hmm. Just that I'm always thinking about, oh, this, 
you know, this would be a really good section for special section for family focus, or this would be a great cover, or I should think about this for a documentary, or mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I just, I'm not so bogged down in what needs to be done today. And I'm thinking about other stuff and it, uh, I kind of, I just come back feeling tired and refreshed. <laughs> and, and Yeah. Do you think that, and, and I'm sure you're the same way because we both have been pretty blessed in life. I mean, I think gratitude is an important mm-hmm. facet of being happy or being satisfied. I don't know about you, but I find, and maybe it's because it could be nothing more than some of the businesses I've built are now successful to the point where I'm not strapped for cash. Right. I find I am way more grateful over the last year or two than I was even 10 years ago. I just, I just, everything in my life makes me pretty grateful now. And I think that really helps me to not be so stressed out about stuff. It, I mean, I still get stressed, but at the end of the day, just looking at my kid or talking to my daughter in college or having a 10 minute conversation with my wife while we're watching some ridiculous housewives of name, whatever city it is, but I can appreciate it because I have a wife and I have kids and I have a house and I have a decent business. I don't know. I mean, is that just, is, do you have some of those same feelings? I do. I, you know, Father's Day was a cool moment for me because the young reporters that I have at WHBF and KLJB gave me a present and gave me a Father's Day card that said, Happy Father's Day to my... <laughs> and in, right above Dad, they put news. Nice. And so, you know, knowing that they appreciate what I'm trying to do and that, you know, we really have tried to build a family atmosphere there... Um, that's just a cool feeling. Yeah, it, that is. And, uh, and then the magazine, again, uh, you know, I'm looking at that. Matt just turned 17. Matt was eight months old when we started that magazine. So it's wow. been around for that long. You know, when I've had the, the blessing of being able to chronicle our children's lives. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, um, we've got a whole stack of magazines, one for each of the kids. Will they take them when they leave? I doubt it. <laughs> But we have saved it for them. And, you know, almost every month we're talking about something that has happened in their lives. And sure. That's a, and then, you know, when you get to the documentaries, our documentaries are tough topics. They just are. Um, yeah, I would, not, I would not call them feel good. Well, no, they're never going to be on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, that's no. For sure. But with that said, um, we're bringing things to light that we feel stories True. that need to be told. Yeah. And uh, I feel like I've been blessed with... The opportunity to interview some people that haven't talked to others about their story, and so that I do find that in a lot of the documentaries that you produce, that Mickel Communications produces, I find that I don't hear those stories. Like those, you're right; those people are not talking to anybody else. Your ability to get someone to sit down and talk to you is pretty amazing because I find that whether it's locally here in the Quad Cities or whether you're doing something outside the area in a prison and talking to, to, you know, to fathers and you do have the innate ability. It seems to me to be able to get people to kind of just let go and relax enough that they can tell you their story. Thank you. Um, I think, I mean, I would hope that they can tell that, um, I'm invested in their story Mm -hmm. and you know, when we've had, um, most of ours fall under the umbrella of the dangers they face, they being kids, you know, teens and mm-hmm. adolescents. Uh, and we have tackled some tough topics. We've tackled teen depression and suicide. We have tackled uh, incarcerated dads. We have tackled, uh, most recently, one wasn't um, 
the um, it wasn't geared toward kids, but it was still something that I thought was important. And it was um, talking with two local police officers who almost died in the line of duty. And that one's called Inches from Death. And it is, you know, I have great respect for law enforcement and what they do. And hearing them talk about the moments that led up to that and how close they came. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one man was literally inches. The one officer was inches from death. The gun was pointed at his forehead. He was losing consciousness, and he had enough wherewithal to move it, his head just enough that the bullet went through his ear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get much closer than that. No, and watching that documentary, I was, again, maybe being a dad, I was struck not only by the story, but just like when his wife talked. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time, his wife was pregnant with their child. Almost eight months pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the thought of like raising that child by yourself and that child never meets their father that's a real possibility in that situation and that i mean literally if that situation happened 10 times i imagine that child goes up a lot of dad seven or eight times out of 10 because that is just a flick of a of an ear it's it's an instinct to move amazing i mean that's when we talk about doing work i mean granted the work that i do is 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 nowhere near as like dramatic as that but i love my work the same way you love your work i mean that's why there are many many years where i ended up when we talk all the time about like work and we love and finances there are many many years that i traded financial success for the love of what i did but now that i'm a little bit older and i'm having some financial success i'm like well this money making thing is actually not bad after all i (laughs) I kind of like this exactly exactly who knew we could have Mm -hmm. both who knew exactly it's you can make money and have fun and and make a difference and make an impact with age comes experience and hopefully a little wisdom and i you know so exactly that's what i I should be wise at this point i would think so wiser i guess should we take a break we should do that um if you we're recording this on november 21st if you are listening to this before the end of November and you live in the Quad Cities and you'd like to take your kids to see Disney on Ice, we have some tickets for you. We do indeed. Um, All you have to do is go to the website or the Facebook page, um, QCFamilyFocus.com, or search us out on on Facebook at QC Family Focus, and you can sign up to win a family four-pack. And we're going to give those away at the end of the month, but I'm amazed. Well, I'm not really amazed because everyone loves Disney and Disney on Ice. Mm -hmm. People are clamoring for those. They're like, I want those. So oh, there's a lot it's of our competition. Biggest contest oh, of the yeah. year every year, hands down. And I, you know, we and and because we also get tickets, Karen and I are the ones that look like grandparents sitting in the audience without a grandchild. That's a <laughs> that's a problem. But we don't yep. care. There you go. Are you like have the Disney big on. foam Mickey finger and the uh, the <laughs> twir- little twirly lights yeah. that light up? Exactly. You're like, we only spent forty seven dollars on these. This is awesome. I still try to get the kids to go with me, and Kyle said, "I wonder why." <laughs> Kyle said, <laughs> "Dad, no, no, Dad, that's fine. I know how this begins. Goofy's going to skate out. He's going to go yuck yuck, and he's going to fall on the ice." <laughs> That's probably it true. It's every year, but it never gets old for it me. It never gets old. No, I totally, I totally agree. So while we're on break here, go ahead and go to the website, sign up to win, exactly. and we'll be back. It's the journey from dude to dad. Well, 
Welcome back to episode nine of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. I'm Kevin Walker. He's Mike Mickle. Uh, we are back. If you've been listening, you're like, where where have these guys been? They haven't we haven't heard anything from them in a while. We've been kind of busy. We have, and in fact, let's just be honest. Caddy's told us that we had to quit coming in so often. <laughs> yes, but we're back here tonight. So we figured after a in couple the back months, room they again. wouldn't even notice. Exactly. They looked at us like, "What are you guys doing back there? Nothing." Just we have microphones. I know. This can't be good. Well, it's funny because people look at us like, what are you, what are you doing? If you, act, if you act like you know what you're doing and like you should be somewhere, usually people leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have some kind of recording device. You must, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. We're recording. Okay. Do you need something to drink? Yep. We're good. Yep. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Super official. We don't even have any badges or anything. We're like, no, we you know, don't. we don't. Uh, unlike your day job where you have to wear a badge on all day. I do. You know, I press badge. To. Yeah. Those security things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't have cameras here either. You know, no, we, we really don't have to start doing the video. Yeah. Podcast. Cause that would be really compelling to, to middle-aged guys doing a podcast on video. <laughs> you know, I don't even call myself middle-aged anymore. How do you describe it then? Slightly past middle-aged hmm. and that's right. still being kind. That's a good me. way to look at it. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, my, my 19-year-old will not come out and tell me that I'm old, but she's like, just stay in your lane, Dad. Stay in your cultural lane. You know, just, exactly. you used to be really cool and hip when you were in radio, but just, come on, let's be honest now. I'm like, Caitlin, what are you, I'm paying your tuition. What are you doing? Be, be kind. Help when, me. Help me out here. When the kids' friends come over and call me Dad and want me to join them when they're sitting around the table, my children convulse. Yeah. Like, no, yep. no. Yeah. Like, oh no, Dad. Yeah. I mean, telling dad jokes. Don't. Yeah. No. Even, even my work kids say that now. Oh, there's another dadism. I'm like, you can't do that to me. That's I, nice. I mean, I mean, better that they pay some kind of attention to you, I guess, I than guess, to be like, yeah. oh, that's that's Mike. Yeah. That's Kevin. There's a dadism. There's, there's a, a dadism. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know time. if I have too many dadisms per se, oh, other I than do. my my I, I just don't have any any patience for. Like, if I ask you to clean your room, I would actually, that, you know what? There is no secret, like, thing there. That means clean your room. Yeah. That's all That's, it means. Yeah, yeah. There's no secret agenda there. It doesn't mean, like... Take and the garbage was, out. It just means clean your room. And it wasn't a question. That's no, the other well, thing. Well, that's what I mean. It, yeah. No, it wasn't an option. It yeah. wasn't like a yes or no. Yeah. It was clean your, your room. room. Not, Not would con- you like to? Continue no, to watch yeah. TV or continue to talk to your boyfriend on the phone or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're still having that. Battle. Matt's the worst. Matt is the worst of the three. And I is he really? Thought, oh, my ah. goodness. I thought that Kyle and Kate's rooms, well, they were disasters. But Matt takes it to a whole new level. It's, it's unreal. But do you find now that it doesn't bother you as much because you're used to it? Or? I just don't go up there. Yeah, see, you're doing like, upstairs. Nice. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to be down here watching Live PD falling asleep. Don't worry. Exactly. And it is live, darn it. <laughs> if you say so. It's Yeah, sure. If you say so, that's fine. <laughs> don't mind dad. He's watching TV again. Those cop shows are on. I mean, that, that, that's what works for you. It, you know, well, and Karen still laughs at me. She'll say, you know, because I'm wanting to talk to local police and I'm going to go on another ride along for another potential documentary. And Karen says, I just we've been married for 23 years. I, I, I don't understand you. You don't even like to zip line, but After yet 23 you think, years. Yeah, yeah then, then quit trying. She said, you don't even like to zip line, but yet you think being with police officers when they have battering rams breaking down mm-hmm. doors is fun. Of course I do. Who wouldn't enjoy it? I think that would be an yeah. adrenaline rush yeah, for it sure. It is an adrenaline rush. I don't know how and safe it is. I have so much is, faith but... in them that, you know, well, I'm, that's I'm never worried about 
you know, not making it out of there. I, I mean, they just, they no, I get that's true. I get that. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. So what is coming up now that we're like back in the swing of things, the holidays are coming. Thanksgiving is real soon here. Then Christmas will be here. We, we have some stuff to give away. Right. We're now committed to like r- doing more podcasts and kind of, because we both realize that as much as we love doing our work, this is one of those things where we're like, oh, we kind of miss doing this. It's been eight yeah. weeks since we've done a podcast. We need to. It isn't like our audience was like, where are you guys? Right. I mean, we're more like, it's more like us. Like, why yeah. aren't we doing this? Yeah. Please listen to us. Yes. And while you're at it, if you would like to go on to iTunes and rate us five stars, we would not feel bad exactly. about that. If you're not going to rate us five stars, please stay off iTunes. Oh, nice. If you're only going to do a three, then stay home. Yeah, we don't need you. Nice. <laughs> Turn live PD on and you're fine. It's no problem. Exactly. It's absolutely no problem. I didn't problem. watch it last See, now night. That's I have why to, I'm Is today. it on every night? Well, when you DVR it. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> great. Well, then I got news for you. It's really not live if you're watching it on your DVR. <laughs> you are intent on I'm just bursting saying, my bubble. At that point, it's really... If you think it is, I mean, if that's what you want, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> you know, wow. I have to agree with your wife. I'm not sure me. I understand you. <laughs> You always agree with my wife. I've learned that it's much simpler to agree with your wife. Things get, things yeah. just go much more smoothly if we agree with her. You know, you could have warned me. You went to college. I, with her. That's true. I probably should have warned you, but I, I didn't realize. That I thought you knew what you're in for, but I mean, hey, it's all good. Well, I know now. Yeah, I really. I would hope you do by now. After 23 years, it's kind of and too three late. Three kids. And yeah. three kids, uh, you're like, well, uh, the rooms are a mess. I'll watch TV. I get it. That's fine. I'm used to the eye roll and the shaking of the head. It just, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that too. <laughs> Although I give some of that. I, I think my wife I do too. expects yeah. that from me. She's like, whatever. I do too. But yeah, it, you know, hasn't been a bad life. No, I, not uh, at all. You say that like it's over. Like, it hasn't been a bad life. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> catch me. Catch, catch my book. It's coming out. <laughs> Jeez. So, what, That's not what, what I meant. Yeah, I just really. Mean that you know, after twenty three years, as I like to say, I would still say I do. You know. So if we could, maybe we could put together a live PD Davenport edition, and you could go on a ride along with the Davenport police, and it would be live. That would be. I don't think they're going to let me do no. that. Okay. I mean, as I just much think you would like as that. I like them, and they like me. I don't think that's going to happen, although I do have other ideas that are somewhat similar. Great. I know that you're going to find that shocking, but I can't reveal those until I get somebody uh-huh. to say yes. Nope. I, get, I totally and get then, that. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And yeah. the network is not necessarily calling to do live PD Quad Cities, but I get it. I mean, I, I don't know why not. I mean, I, I mean, if it works there, I mean, it, it, it's always, you're right, like Akron, Ohio. It's always cities that you're like, really? There's a lot of crime there? Yeah. I guess, I okay, sure, if you say so, because it's real and it's live. It's not cut or produced. I think it makes me feel better about myself. Some of the people that they arrest, I'm like, I, nope, you that's know. true. You're right. I, I well, and th- that's like all those cop shows. I'm like, uh, I, you know what? My life's pretty good. I'm all right. I'm gonna. Take I think it. I'm okay. I'm gonna take where I'm at, and We're I'm gonna call this a win. I'm, I'm good to go for at least for the next week or so. I totally agree with that. Um, so what kind of stuff do we got? We're going to give away some stuff over the next month or so. What kind of stuff we got coming up? Uh, we got a bubble bum. It's <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yep. Is that a I personal thing? Or a what? bubble. No, no. Is that for a, a baby? Bum. Is that like a baby it's, thing? It's, I believe it's an inflatable booster seat. Mm. Mm. See, not having... Although I'm only five years removed from the bubble thing. I mean, that, that seems like it would be very useful. 
to someone that's, who's got a two-year-old or a six-month-old? Or I, I think so, and I think. But I think the coolest thing that we have is uh, the camo backpack that's called those, the Tactical those, Dad. Yeah, those two kind of show that you have earned your dad's stripes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So I think that'll be a big hit uh, with the young dads out there. I will say most of the stuff that we have is for you know dads with newborns to I would say four-year-olds. Okay. So we're going to give some of this stuff away through our Facebook page mm-hmm. and through our website. As soon as you figure out how we're going to do Thank that. Thank you. No Put it on me. That's fine. Yeah. All right. That's right. Um, so I we'll figure out done. some ways to do that. Give them the website so they know where to start looking. Which website would that be? Oh, you mean the Jerry's? I know. We have, I mean all the different business. I know. Which of my businesses would you like me to promote right now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be journeytodad.com. Journeytodad.com. My medium empire. Which one would you like me to talk about next? <laughs> yes, we haven't done this in a while, have we? Yeah. <laughs> Which of my 73 stagnant websites should I push people to this oh, week? Yeah, that's, that's funny, yeah. actually. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Also, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We do have some really neat stuff to give away. And things that will make your life as a dad a little bit easier. Yeah. If you win them. We'll probably even cross-promote it on QCFamilyFocus.com. There you go. I mean, why wouldn't we? Absolutely. So when you're there trying to win the Disney tickets, be looking for the other stuff as well. So uh, more episodes to follow of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. We always we want your input. If you have a story or if you want to, if you'd like to be a guest, because this is the first show we've done that hasn't had a guest on it. It's kind of, I know. you know, we like to have guests and we, we, we're always looking for dads that make an impact in the community or that have done something unique. But if there's if you have a story or someone you think would be a great dad, hit us up. Send us a Facebook message or an Instagram message or, you know, go to the website and send us more info and we'd love to talk to you we just enjoy the conversation you know and at the end of the day i hope every dad that's listening to this remembers that it's okay to have some you time <laughs> that's your new that's thing. thing that is your you new time. thing now you time i want some you time yeah. not me time you me time. time just do it for yourself yeah. just yeah, do it you well, that's it's good, all about I mean, you today yeah <laughs> you need some t-shirts when i leave here it'll be about me that's right yeah we should get some t-shirts made. That would be good. We could probably sell those. That'd be perfect. Or we'd give them away. Because it's perfect t-shirt weather right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. There is the, mis- the most disjointed episode we've ever recorded, yet perhaps one of the, one of the most fun. Yes. Um, so check us out online, all the social media, the website as well. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Journey from Dude to Dad podcast. And there you have it, another installment of The Journey from Dude to Dad. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out The Journey from Dude to Dad on Facebook or Journey to Dad on Instagram. And last but not least, check out our video blog at journeytodad.com.